Many have been shocked by the forced eviction of Palestinians in East Jerusalem and the accompanying violence from the Israeli military aimed at a captive civilian population. Video footage of Israeli civilians marching through the streets of East Jerusalem, smashing the windows of Palestinian homes and businesses and attacking Palestinians on the streets has brought back memories of some of the darkest moments in human history. We have also seen U.S. media outlets and politicians make excuses and try to explain why it is okay for the Israeli Air Force to bomb apartment buildings in Gaza City, one of the poorest and most densely populated urban areas on the planet. And in response to these crimes against humanity, we have seen the Biden administration approve $750 million in new weapons sales to Israel to go along with the more than $3.4 billion in aid already earmarked for the country. We are not going to go into the horrifying details of these most recent attacks on the Palestinian people in today's episode. It is simply too dark and depressing, even for our show. And at some point, as some idiots on a boat in Seattle, what can we say? Israel has been a racist, expansionist, imperial project from its conception, through its founding, and all the way up to today. When it comes to Palestine, its political spectrum ranges only from apartheid to genocide. And the U.S. has provided key diplomatic, military, and financial aid through its worst atrocities, all to protect America's imperial stranglehold on international oil markets. There are a number of ways that you can help the Palestinian people in their fight for their own survival, not the least of which is to donate to organizations dedicated to bringing food, aid, and medical care to the inhabitants of Gaza, the West Bank, and East Jerusalem. We have a link to one such organization, Islamic Relief's Focus on Palestine Fund, in our show notes. We ask that you dig deep and help with the relief effort that is always needed in the occupied territories by donating today. All right, back to our regularly scheduled episode. Freak. We're broadcasting live from a sun-soaked field somewhere in the sylvan outskirts of Seattle, Washington. That's city of the future on the bleeding edge of neoliberal dystopia today, where we're watching our band of freaks holler and dance as they set the giant wicker freak ablaze <laughs> in what has become their annual celebration of Jenny Durkin's birthday. Happy the birthday, Jenny. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, mayor. Jenny. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Happy birthday. Greg informed me that we, me and her have the same birthday. Oh, no. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. You right? both have that Amazing. great Taurus energy. Another Taurus queen. We hate to see it. Mm-hmm. AKA a bitch. Birthday sisters. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we've got our friend Roy with us <laughs> tonight. Our bestie. Mm-hmm. We've just recorded probably the best Patreon episode ever. Oh my god, lies. <laughs> uh, Roy joined us for as well. It's two hours of Brian's football forum. Oh my god. <laughs> we finally get into the draft. It's all your best fantasy football picks. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's really going to like it. Mm-hmm. I certainly had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, we're finally narrow casting down to just Greg. The show <laughs> is now just for Greg. Um, so we're going to talk about some cool stuff this episode. And we have, as we just alluded to, some fun stuff in the Patreon. So wait for that later this week. Um, but as you know, Bill and Melinda Gates continue to separate a conscious they're kinetically separating yeah Yeah. uh the distance is growing and growing every day we gotta do a gates update now we've been talking about the last like three weeks it seems but we got there's some new juice has dropped yeah yeah we have articles in the new york times and the daily beast and the wall street wall street journal all basically saying the same thing which is that 
Bill's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> way deeper than you would have thought. Well, then who would have thought, Brian? Yeah, not us. <laughs> yeah. Because we dun, 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 had it right. Yeah. Well, well I was going to say, have you been talking about this for three weeks or like three years? Because three yeah, years. No, yeah, I've been going back in the archives and the episode, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing yet, so I don't want to review yet. But like you guys were going hard on Bill in 2019. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that is, by the way, a good time to let people know that uh, we might be having some ripped from the archives oh, yeah. episodes dropping for people. Some clips, Bill Gates segments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can get the full Bill Gates journey and enjoy it just as much as we are right now. And yeah. I think uh, the basic gist is uh, I'm going to guess that even before it ever came out that Bill Gates uh, was pegged to Jeffrey Epstein. Probably we were like, yeah, he probably knows and hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. And then when it came out that he had, you know, yeah, met him once and was sort of puzzled by his lifestyle. Uh, from then on, we were like, they were best friends. Yeah. And yeah. Bill Gates probably hung out with him all the time. Bill Gates fucking and kids. probably allegedly fucked kids. And um, oh, we're the now smartest kids. We're, we're <laughs> now up to God. hung out with him all the time. So <laughs> called it. Oh, called it. So, you know, we always got to spike the football. I will say the one interesting new piece of news that did come out was that Bill was and it alluded to. I believe this is in the Wall Street Journal piece alluded to the fact that Bill had might have had many extramarital relationships with various Microsoft employees. But that one in particular might have might have been the reason that he stepped down from Microsoft the timing forward. is suspicious. Yeah, yeah. He points to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know that that's why he would have stepped down the, from the Microsoft board, but it was interesting because the, universally, whenever I brought up the Bill Gates Epstein stuff, he would always say, "But he's such a fucking loser. He doesn't fuck." <laughs> and I was like, uh -huh. and I always had to give this long explanation of no, Bill Gates was like this, like silicon. You know, he was this like tech industry playboy until yeah. Melinda locked him down. And as I'm saying it, I'm dying inside, and I'm like, "Why am I doing this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, these are facts, people. Yeah. Well, it's weird because, I mean, like, look at Elon Musk, too. That guy I is. prefer not to. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> Don't look directly at him. Exactly. That's for sure. But that, that dude fucks, too. So yeah. you got money, you fuck, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it comes down to. Well, I was having a conversation with, like, one of my friends who, yeah, kept saying, like, but who would, like, how these people fucking Bill Gates? I'm like, he's a fucking billionaire. Yeah, Everyone. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's a fucking billionaire. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> but yeah. So. We're lining up to fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we we put our, our tender out to Melinda. We mentioned that on the show, but we also put it out to Bill. So, you know, I look we're, like, we're I mean, yeah, people, you know, they might, uh, you know, underestimate, but Scorpio energy, like, it's a real thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Pit so. stains and all. Uh, so we just like to spike the football and remind our listeners that you do hear it here first. Yeah. All I could think was because it happened in the year 2000, that Conan bit that he used to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, the year 2000, Bill Gates uh, was fucking a child at <laughs> Microsoft's <laughs> campus. Well, I think until you find out definitively otherwise, just assume every billionaire is fucking kids. Because they can and they yeah. and they are like they can and they are yeah. like yeah. Well, you're chasing that high, right? Yeah, that's it's got to be that. It's just well, so, so, ever dude, escalating they're behavior. They're lizard people. You can yeah. do it, so you will. You well, it's also, illegal. <laughs> it's wrong. It's abuse. It's it's uh it's a it's a explicit sort of uh abuse of power yeah so yeah That's you're looking it. for yeah. ways to do that because right. what else do you have yeah, to entertain of, you if not the most transgressive thing you can yeah. do well that's, well that's the thing is because they are not bound by the law and right. very explicitly in this country are not bound by the law they cannot legally transgress right so you could say they do illegal things but it doesn't matter because as a rich person you are not subject to any in, sort of in the daily law, beast right? article someone quote is quoted in reference to Melinda, like telling Bill she doesn't want him to hang out with Jeffrey Epstein anymore, is quoted saying, Bill doesn't like to be told what he can't yep. do. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. He's a fucking super billionaire. Yeah. yeah. Rich it people do not like to be told. He yeah. knows very well that he is above the law. 
I'm so, really starting not to like this orphan kid. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this, the worm is turning on Seattle's favorite orphan. But yeah, the thing is, is that, yeah, he, because he can't legally transgress, he can't like transgress in business. The only thing that's left for a billionaire is to transgress taboos. Right. And like that means that he's probably knows what human flesh tastes like. <laughs> and he, is, he, know? he knows what it is yeah. to take a life. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, look, the most dangerous game, They, you know, like obviously they've made like horror movies about it and stuff, but it was wildly rumored and sort of accepted as fact in Eastern Europe in the nineties that Western rich Westerners were coming to Eastern Europe to just murder people. Like oh that there God. was, there was essentially like a business set up where you would just go and shoot some guy in a room for X amount of money. Right. Like, yeah, they, the, the only thing they can transgress is taboos at this point. And that's, that's where they're at. So and, and taboos of power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, they want it. They they have power. They want to exercise it. They want to feel it. I mean, they're sick. These are you know uh, no. lizard freaks. They've been yeah. utterly corrupted. So so anyway, that's so that's, that's the, the update. update there. Yep. So lots of people being quoted saying, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, Bill Gates went to uh, dozens of times <laughs> over the course of several years to Jeffrey Epstein's various homes and hung out with him for various like." Uh, wife berating salons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, as an escape from his marriage, read into that whatever you want. Um, <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't think it was just about like throwing darts at a picture of uh, Melinda. Uh, you know, it's probably getting harder for my dad to keep uh, defending Bill Gates, but I think he's still going to do it. You think so? Really? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But the, I will say the one last thing that was interesting. In Computers, the, in the, man. Exactly. The last paragraph of the Daily Beast article had this quote from one of the Gates Foundation. You know, an, an anonymous source in the Gates Foundation that I did think was like very interesting and entertaining, which they basically said referencing Gates's connection to Epstein, were like. You know, it's just it comes down to essentially, you know, it's just really hard because when you work for a foundation like this, you spend all your time and all your effort essentially trying to make Bill and Melinda Gates look good. And then, you know, he does something like this, basically. <laughs> but it was this hilarious admission of what these whoops. foundations are. Like, oops, like, yeah. said the quiet part out loud. That's what it exists for. We accidentally <laughs> turned and saw what was making the shadows on yeah. the cave. Yeah, like, that is your job. Yeah, I mean, they just said it out loud. Like, that is yeah. my entire job. That is the whole job of the people... Uh, Running the Gates Foundation yeah. is it's to make these people look cultural good. Well, interference to convince yeah. you that Bill Gates isn't one of the lizards from B, basically. Seriously. God damn. Okay. That's enough Gates talk. Like, this, there's going to be more. It's going to keep coming. I mean, the point Wait. is, I think. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. You're the getting sort of more. Thesis the, from. like mask off, you know, like she's yeah. ready to go. Yes. Hard. Yeah, and it's a good point that Cassidy's making, which we mentioned in the last episode and we'll reiterate, is that all these stories are coming from Melinda's PR department. Okay, but wait, so, do you think this yeah. one, though, because, like, this one was, like, oh, like, he just went over there because Melinda was so terrible. Was that just, like, their stupid spin on it? Like, Bill's there's team, no, or no, no, there's no, that doesn't make Bill look good or anything, yeah. or no, even doesn't make her look bad. It makes like, him look like an asshole. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go on. No, that just makes him look like an asshole and makes her the sort of suffering wife. And the main headline is he hung out with Jeffrey Epstein a lot at his homes. Yeah, to a get lot. away from his wife or whatever. To and, get away from his wife. And you couple that with uh, confirmed infidelities. Like he's yes. admitted at least one at this point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think her PR firm is building a pretty good case against Bill. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And, uh, there, there were comments from the Gates camp, from spokespeople, from Bill Gates, yeah. about all this, downplaying the the Epstein stuff, as he always has, but not denying the real facts of like uh, he hung out, he went to his house. Well, and just I saw times. some quotes, and again, I don't have it up, but I saw some quotes of mm -hmm. things like you know, just oh yeah, like Melinda was just like such a bore to be around, and like Bill just wanted to have yeah. fun, and he wanted to you know mm -hmm. go do exciting things, and so I was like, is this just like a very very poor attempt at them trying to make it seem less bad like i don't know that's i know no, and i'm not no, saying it's a good attempt but it's just like i felt like that was yeah, like yeah, yeah. literally the only you know 
they're trying to say, oh, no, like, he wasn't there, like, having sex with children. He was there because Melinda sucked. Like, it's all Melinda's fault. He had to get yeah. away from Melinda. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like a really weird Yeah, take. for real. And I think there are probably some people that are, like, uh, maybe unaffiliated or maybe lean towards a bill or whatever who are giving these, like, silly quotes in this yeah, way. But yeah, I yeah. think a lot of the stuff that was anonymously sourced from the Gates Foundation itself, which was, you know, a lot of the, you know, Daily Beast, in this case, article we're talking about, um... I, I think the headline they wanted to get out there that they got out there was that Bill one hung out with Jeffrey a lot and then he hung out with Jeffrey a lot to get away from Melinda. Right. Because, you know, he thought he was, you know, all these things. He thought he was better than her, whatever. But the main story, which she's been trying to put forward over and over again, is I, Melinda Gates, the good billionaire, did not like <laughs> Jeffrey right. Epstein. Yeah. and was yeah. anti Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates, the bad billionaire. He loved, loved Jeffrey Epstein. You can find it in you know, Jeffrey I, Epstein with like yeah. for marriage place. Yeah, that's one of the headlines yeah. I saw. Yeah, it was like he got yeah. advice on how to break up with her. Just like what? OK. Yeah, so I, I think that if you're thinking about it from like a PR standpoint, I mean they're that's a re- they're building a very strong case on Melinda's side. It was really bold of Bill's camp to say that age is nothing but a number, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy that their only response was to mail one of those uh, age of consent laws across every state cards. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you'll probably hear more of this next week, I imagine. It's gonna keep coming, baby. Until yeah. until some sort of brokered settlement happens between them. Until, it's going to keep yeah. coming. Uh, <laughs> the news will continue out of the to Gates fly. Foundation, yeah. Yep. yeah. Melinda's getting the foundation, kids. <laughs> All right. So the next thing that we wanted to tackle is what happens when Americans stop being polite and the mask comes off. That's right. We're maskless in Seattle. <laughs> and just rip those things off if you're vaccinated. Go frolic indoors, outdoors. In other liminal spaces between indoors and outdoors. Often service workers' faces yeah. again, like you've been yep. wanting to. Yep. This is your God given, right? Yep. So, as Americans. Well, yeah, because it's what, three days ago that the CDC <laughs> said pandemic's Something over. Like that, yeah. Pandemic's over. Told you to wear a mask. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Some states are as high as 29%. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's like they they came out like they were like, oh, hey, guys, we just realized this mask mandate is it was still in effect. Did you guys know this was still in effect? Yeah, nah, nah, forget about that. Sorry. We, <laughs> we meant to get rid of this months ago. Uh, it, just continuing the there is some kind of like psychotic drive in the American ruling class and in the, the bureaucracy to just make sure they're doing as little as possible at all times. Like what is the absolute <laughs> floor? And they were going like, Ooh shit. Um, it's not like, there's a way to do slightly less here. We could, they're like, wait, what is the first possible opportunity? We could, uh, relax the mask, uh, order, even though it's not like enforced anywhere. It's not, has no teeth. It's just like a suggestion from the CDC, uh, absolute like lowest possible effort. Ooh, I get. Oh, I know. We could tell people, uh, you know, give permission not, not to wear them if uh, you're vaccinated. That would that would lower our governance quotient uh, substantially, which is the most important ethic we can possibly uh, <laughs> carry out in America. Yeah. Well, and hilariously, in a move that has mirrored the entire U.S. response to COVID. In one day, the CDC said, uh, actually, pandemic's over. You don't need to wear a mask anymore. Uh, and then a day later, maybe, maybe two days later, again, went to social media and was like, why everybody got their mask off, LOL? <laughs> like, why is everybody taking their mask off? That's crazy. And I feel like this has just been the CDC response forever, which is, and it's, a, and it's shocking that people really, uh, that the mask thing became a huge issue. And this, every week, the CDC has a different ruling on it. Well, it's like, they're acting like, well, you know, if you read the fine print, America, everything would be okay. But then you, but instead you went and overreacted, you know, so immediately all the corporations of the country who operate retail establishments are like, let's make it very clear to every customer, take off your mask, liberate yeah, yourself. Yeah, time is now. Forget the fine print, you know. Yeah, no, it's, 
It's really concerning because so I have friends who work like at Starbucks, at Trader Joe's, and literally within these three days, like they have been, the store policy is, yep, masks are no longer required. Um, And yeah, workers haven't been given any time to like prepare or to like, you know, have any say in this, of course. Um, But, you know, like these are places that don't have unions. Um, And so I think that this is going to like become a really big issue with getting people back to work and like that people were already not wanting to be put in these shitty situations, being treated like shit by uh, customers and all this stuff. And now they're going to be coughing in our faces too. Like just not a good vibe. Yeah. And as we know, this has no teeth either because you're supposed to take the mask off when you've been been vaccinated, but no one's requiring you to show proof of vaccination. So it's the same sort of which deal, so which bad. means it's, yeah. Well, and it also creates the sort of situation that for service workers, for those of you who have been lucky to enjoy these spectacles throughout the year, you know that there's this constant thing of like the guy who's trying to make a YouTube video in his car mm-hmm. in the parking lot who comes in without his mask and then gets in like a screaming fight, mm-hmm. which I've seen a dozen times at the KFC right next to my fucking neighborhood. And it's like, well, cool. Now we're just going to, this is just going to amp that shit up another 10 notches because some stores have said like, no, we still want everybody to wear masks. Uh, but you know, now that the message has been even more confused purposefully right. by the CDC, <laughs> like this is just it make finally that much settled better. in. God forbid they just fucking cool it. And like, cause you can't enforce and you wouldn't want to enforce like some kind of vaccination policy. Cause it just, there's no right. way to do yeah. it. Certainly not America and anywhere. It would just be bad people showing their fucking vaccination papers. But Everyone had gotten to a place where most people in a lot of places, not everywhere, were wearing their masks. There's nothing wrong with just keep doing that for a fucking while longer to like some reasonable portion of the population has uh, fucking like people were already getting vaccinated and getting comfortable taking off their masks outside in public walking around but still obeying the social convention of putting it on when you go in a store because yeah you're one of the few people in america who's gotten a vaccine okay no nobody needs to know that or care okay like we can just get through this but no they have to go and confuse it all uh well i've been wondering i haven't looked at the numbers because they make me want to kill myself (laughs) more than i normally do and um I'm curious if this is more of the rural urban divide where I I happen to have seen a Jenny Durkin tweet that says something like 71% of Seattleites have at least had one vaccination dose. So are we seeing this policy rolling out because most coastal elites quote unquote have been vaccinated and then so it's kind of like well fuck it if you're not vaccinated at this point it's most likely your fault quote unquote. Yeah. Because God forbid you ever just gave a clear message that, like, got everybody in line for the most part and made people shut the fuck up because it was clear and constant and understandable from day one. No, but, like, going back to what Colin said, like, I think it is a big, like, rural versus, Mm. like, city divide. But also, like, we have to remember when we're hearing numbers like 71% of people, like, we're also that's like 71 percent of people who can get vaccinated we're just like not caring about children at this point i guess like just just fuck them you know like fuck because you know (laughs) apparently they aren't gonna die from it so we don't care but it's just like we we have already seen that like kids like they end up having like heart problems like other Mm -hmm. like long-term covid problems we just don't care at this point i guess because yeah like what percent of children have been vaccinated like what zero percent one percent five percent like there's no approved vaccine well, I think for that children they approved point, so from 12 0%. to 17 yeah. for Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, it's just like well, when we're talking about, oh, 70 percent of the country being vaccinated or whatever, it's just like, first off, yeah, that's not a reality for so many communities. But what it like we aren't actually at 70 percent of the United States population like that's just not. Well, that's 70 percent number. That was Colin was saying that's for Seattle. No, I yeah, know, but, 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 near but wasn't Biden country. saying that like once, even once the U.S. gets to 70 percent or something like. Yeah. The fact that that's yeah, even that's a this thing, bogus like, like herd immunity like, thing they've thrown out. But, you know, for the longest time. But, yeah, we're we're not going to be there for a long time. And 
We're certainly not there fucking no. now. So like, I I get. It's just like they're it's just so fucking. God, it's just stupid. so fucking confusing. No, and it's just yeah. Like again, we are in a place now where yeah, like okay, at Trader Joe's you don't have to wear a mask, but like at Safeway you do have to wear a mask, and yeah, like that's just gonna cause so much shit for workers and like, yeah it's just it's gonna be such a mess it's so bad i've it i've only run have, like seen one of these seen masks like person refusing to wear a mask seen once it was at uh stoneway hardware in ballard where i where i just was hearing like last two three weeks ago or something that like an employee got fired because uh they like were you know upset about like lax enforcement mm-hmm. of customer mm-hmm. mask and lack of like other procedures this was like this was like a month ago or something and but like three months ago oh, i don't know it could have been six months ago who the hell knows i was in there and this guy came in and this is like came up to to the counter to buy something and the, the guy's bringing him up and realizes he doesn't have a mask and he's like where's your mask man and he's like uh, uh, I, I have a medical exemption. Oh, he, was, he was a real like, du- like just fucking oh yeah, yeah. exurban douche looking mm-hmm. fucking chud chud looking fucking. I'm sure he had a truck outside, like real like ball cap and yeah. He was just getting he was getting content for his <laughs> Facebook page. Dude, real just <laughs> du- douche boy. And the guy, the poor guy at the counter was like, oh, fuck, I just fuck. He was just like overwhelmed with the whole thing but he's like i don't even want to fucking sell this right. fine just fucking just shut the fuck up give me your fuck i'm paying i shouldn't even be doing i should just tell you to fuck off anyway i just started laughing really loud at him <laughs> yeah. just like cackling like i was dying laughing just like as this guy's like going on about himself i like just kind of inched closer and was just like like uh doubled over laughing at him and <laughs> just undercutting the whole thing and then as he walked away I told him to go back to Facebook and yeah. uh, everybody had a good laugh about that there was one thing I heard from a liberal uh, <laughs> speculating on this which was that they thought maybe it was a carrot <laughs> For mm-hmm. people to get vaccinated, like this mm-hmm. is your treat. But why? Yeah. You get vac- why would you? If you get vaccinated, you get to take the mask off. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. If you, if you haven't got the vaccine for political reasons, you're just gonna keep the mask off or pretend yeah, yeah. you got vaccinated. So, what difference does it make? Yeah, I mean that's that's the real liberal brain. Yeah. To be like, this is a carrot as yeah. opposed to. Uh, well, I mean, when you look at the CDC and you look at a guy like Fauci or whatever, and you're like. You know, these are the guys, literally, in a lot of cases, who did such a great job with the AIDS crisis. So clearly, everything yeah, they're Fauci. yeah, yeah, like every decision they're making now is clearly another brilliant chess move on the thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, these people are fucking idiots, and you know, they really are just making you know all their decisions on like the crassest sort of political fucking calculations, which, and which I think the along. biggest, yeah, and I think the biggest one is just. You know, the American capitalist class wants the pandemic. Oh, well, and, and that doesn't mean that they want people to stop dying. They just want us to say yeah. that so, it's a culture. So and if you over. go to the CDC website, when you've been fully vaccinated, the first sentence it says is if you're fully vaccinated, you can resume activities that you did prior to the pandemic. So I guess that, <laughs> I which one I guess that means no, but I guess that means the pandemic's <laughs> over. Right. So yeah, yeah. mission yeah, accomplished. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, I think we've had like a lot of sort of signs, right, that they are announcing it over. Well, know. God forbid, like we. It was voted out of office. Take <laughs> this. I mean, this yeah. just sounds so fucking stupid even saying, but like, God forbid we like take this collective, this pandemic collectively, you know? Yeah, impossible. Like, I know. I know. And the vaccine rollout's going to be so slow. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the like humorous trick with the idea of like vaccination rates and things like that is the the problem is, is the way vaccines work, right, is that it is actually like a collective endeavor. Yeah. But the American brain literally cannot conceive <laughs> of anything on any line other than the most narrow individual lines. So on the one hand, there is this certain humor to this idea of like, oh, yeah, you got vaccinated. Take your mask off, do whatever you want. And all, you know, and all these people saying, like, why did I get vaccinated? If I can't just go out partying. And it is one of those things where it's like, you know, that 95 percent effective rate, you know, that means like 
one in 20 of yeah. you, uh, that vaccine didn't do shit, right? Like, you can still definitely get very sick. You can also get it <laughs> even if you don't get very sick. Very sick. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've been vaccinated, yeah. you can still pass it on. Yeah. Which is which is the problem of, like, this would vaccination be, rates, right? With this, but no American can conceive of anything as a collective the entire only country got vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody had that 95% effectiveness rate, then yeah, going back to normal wouldn't really matter that yeah. much. A very small number of people because almost everyone would have some immunity. You wouldn't spread it. Even if some people got unlucky and got hurt by it or died, you wouldn't spread it like wildfire. And also it wouldn't continue to mutate in populations and create new right. variants yeah. that may not be uh affected by the vaccine this could all fucking we don't really know what how effective the current vaccines are against some of the more recent variants we're not going to know for a long time it could be that some of the variants going around right now or some that will emerge that are emerging now that we don't know about are going to be largely uh you know undeterred by the vaccine we don't know that and that's a very plausible scenario when you have the thing still raging in lots of populations around the world uh, it's fun. i mean what this well, even just saying this shit just feels so fucking like impotent. and again we know I mean, that like a lot of these mutations are like coming through children because again they mm -hmm. are not they're being forced into school they don't have vaccinations and now nobody's going to be wearing masks either like it's just yep yeah they're one of the the primary vectors carrying it something that we've actually known since the very beginning yeah. uh, which is the funny <laughs> yeah. part uh but i mean the one thing that you had brought up earlier cassidy which i mean is one of the things that you, i swear i've never seen anybody actually talk about in any serious way is this idea that like just because kids especially don't tend you know, the critical thing tend to die from these things they there is like severe damage to the lungs things like that like we're talking actually like because of the U.S.'s uniquely awful healthcare system and stuff like that and we're talking a health crisis oh, that will drag for decades yeah. you know no like, the fact like, that we don't have Medicare for lives. all that like yeah mm -hmm. there's gonna be so many fucking kids that have undiagnosed heart problems like and are just mm -hmm. gonna die like running track and shit you know yeah <sighs> Yeah, and it's one of those like infuriating things because I remember like one of the hot lib takes or whatever when people would say like, well, Biden doesn't even support Medicare for all and they'd just be in the middle of a pandemic and they'd be like, well, what's Medicare for all going to do right now in the middle of a pandemic? And it's like, uh, if you think like even for those idiots that believe that this was going to be over in six months, it's like you understand this isn't going to be really over in six months. No. Like people are going to have long term health problems from this that stretch decades yeah. into the future. And, you know, again, that's just more weight on our already like just fucking destroyed fucking, you know, joke of a healthcare system. Well, that's the interesting thing, too, about the efficacy rates is that I I mean, I haven't read about this either, but it seems like if you were to get COVID as a vaccinated person and you didn't get so ill that you had to go to the ER, mm -hmm. you may still have yeah. these long term effects. So right. in the end, even with the vaccine, yeah. you still might possibly have these issues yeah. as yeah. an adult. Yeah, there's a wide range of outcomes between death and nothing. Right. right? Yeah. And, and in that wide range is a lot of long-term health problems that people are going to have yeah. to deal with and in a country that doesn't do Yeah, that. and like you guys said, like in this country, like we can't depend on like individuals and like Americans to put this together and like think of collective action. Um, so once again, we're going to have to like depend on the unions to save us. Um so I don't know if you saw, but the National Nurses uh, United, uh, like their president came out basically saying fuck you to Joe Biden. Um, we love yeah, to see do you. Do you want to read that, Colin? Sure. Yeah. So you found these quotes, yeah. Cassidy. Um, <clears throat> it begins... This newest CDC guidance is not based on science. 
does not protect public health and threatens the lives of patients, nurses, and other frontline workers across the country, National Nurses United Executive Director Bonnie Castillo said in a statement. Now is not the time to relax protective measures, and we are outraged that the CDC has done just that while we were still in the midst of the deadliest pandemic in a century. And then new president, Gene Ross, said, if the CDC had fully recognized the science on how this deadly virus is transmitted, this new guidance would would never have been issued. The union called on the Occupational Safety and Health Administration to issue Emergency Temporary Standard, ETS, on infectious diseases without delay. If OSHA does not issue a COVID ETS immediately, we will undoubtedly see more unnecessary, preventable infections and deaths, as well as long COVID cases among nurses and other frontline workers, said NNU President Zeni Trianfu Cortez. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when the nurses say this, is a bad idea. Yeah. Mm. Well, and again, like well, I said before, like the the grocery stores that I earn, like, uh, so like Trader Joe's, Star, Starbucks, like they don't have a union, you know. And so I know that, like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a huge issue that, you know, UFCW, like National Nurses United, et cetera, like they're going to have to fucking come hard against this. And it just, it sucks, but that's what it has to be yet again. Yeah. And I mean, somebody had posted the, uh, like a, um, mortality estimate for California based off of, it was like stratified by occupation. Right. And basically like line cooks were like number two or three on the list of, you know, like right after basically nurses or whatever. And it's one of these things for service workers, right at the lowest part of the income scale for the most part, for the least unionized part as well. Um, I mean, this has been like a, a serious sort of, you know, mass die off of it in a way. I mean, like basically, you know, the U.S. couldn't have purposefully engineered it better in a lab against them. No, just joking. <laughs> but like the U.S. You know, could not have more perfectly engineered this if they did it intentionally to just kill off like the poorest parts of the population and i mean that's also shows why they also don't give a shit about what's happening but it's uh it you know for service workers I mean, all the more sign you you need to collectively organize you can't you can't assume your boss has your best interests at heart or the state will ever protect you you have to know at this point your boss does not care and would be perfectly fine if you died on the job because that means your last paycheck he gets to keep yeah right well, oh yeah totally well, you know also, the thing is, too, is when they hire the next guy, like if you've been at a place for a while, like there are like certain raises and stuff you get when they hire the next guy, they'll put them right back at the bottom rung. So there's also that savings, right, where you were making sixteen seventy five. They hire the next guy at 15 an hour, dollar seventy five an hour savings. They just made off of killing you. Yeah. And so you know, and that's the cold calculus of capitalism. Right. I, I think that like, you know, Biden and co like they think, OK, masks off, pandemic's over. Everybody's back to work. But in reality, I think that this is just going to like further agitate frontline workers to where they're just going to say like, fuck this. Enough is enough. Like we don't get paid shit. Like you don't want to raise our minimum wage. You aren't going to fucking protect us in the most basic way. Like a people aren't going to go back to work and be like, yeah, I hope that this leads to more organizing because, yeah, they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not going to go back to work because they're fucking dead. I mean, that's the that's like the, uh, you know, all these the the sort of no one wants to work meme. It's like put that on a fucking gravestone. Like a lot of these people just like work, you know, over half a million Americans, well over like close to a million people in America have died. I mean, that is a that those are all almost all people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, pro- probably very close to a million. Uh, most of those people were people with jobs because, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you got sick and died. Um, so, you know, no wonder that some of those uh, positions can't be filled anymore. And if if we're learning that fucking cooks are among the highest, my God, like, no wonder there's fast food joints are, are short staffed. Yep. Uh, Capital would love to be in a situation of having, you know, like, uh, you know, overflowing with uh, uh, unemployed laborers that they can leverage. But like, that's just not going to be the case when you let a bunch of them die. I think the worst thing 
the the next like real bad thing to come down all these you know places retail places are are saying yeah come on in without your mask we won't hassle you anymore and making the fucking their workers breathe the fucking spittle in from these uh you know people these customers you know it's not going to be long because there's nothing stopping them from doing this uh before retail places demand that their workers stop wearing masks like that is coming yeah absolutely certainly once certainly once they get um vaccinated so now you're gonna have this well, how else where, are you going to know that the McDonald's employee is smiling at you or not? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is all kinds of problems. You know, these companies are start going to demand, start going to start demanding to know to see your vaccination card. This is uh, going to be something they can hold over you. Then they're going to demand that you, if you have been vaccinated, that you take your mask off. Then those people who are left there who haven't been vaccinated are going to be in a real awkward spot. Uh, and it's the bosses are going to be more and more annoyed uh, that these people are there um, unvaccinated, trying to do their job, waiting on, on these places where like, you know, like now you can get a vaccine in Seattle pretty easily. Like everyone who is really desperate to get one has gotten one and the infrastructure is still there to mass vaccinate. So like there's no wait at this point. But like that's not the case everywhere. And it's a hard it's not an easy thing for everybody to do. It's easy for me to do. I I don't have anything going on in my life. You have us, Greg. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe the call is for workers to like tell their bosses, yeah, I haven't been vaccinated, so that they can still wear a mask. Yeah, I like, mean if that's what it like, comes down to, fuck. But it's yeah, I mean, it's gonna so, you know, I just see something like that coming of like yeah, workers being asked to yeah. take off the mask because it looks better, because mm-hmm. it looks like oh, we're back to normal, because oh, it looks yeah. like you're safe and you're va- mm-hmm. you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. When really it's like, I I don't want to go like into a place with a bunch of strangers and uh, if I I mean if I was working retail, I would be wearing a fucking mask for no, sure. No, I never want to work front line without wearing a mask again. Like fuck that. Like yeah, seriously, right. <laughs> Well, it was probably a nice relief for some retail workers too, where they didn't have to do the emotional labor of constantly putting the fake smile on and right? stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, you uh. could like make faces under your mask or Honestly, whatever you the, like, to. The whole the attitude of like, look, you're lucky we're open at all. We're all, you know, we're short staffed. We're all getting mm-hmm. through this. Must have been like a relief for retail workers for this last year, mm-hmm. who were the ones who were. In, you know, in a way, lucky enough to still be employed. I mean, the luckiest were getting unemployment, but, mm-hmm. uh, but like, yeah, like, you know, the entitlement of the customer must have been at like an all-time American low, mm-hmm. right? Because sure. like, really, very realistically, they were lucky to be able to go in and get there. Now yep. you could always be indignant that there's any inconvenience, but I have a feeling like. Also, just the ability to enforce the COVID rules as hard as it was sometimes and as as awful as it probably was to be to have it foisted on them to be expected to enforce those rules. Like it also gives you a little power over customers that must have been nice that you're going to lose a small piece of protection, like definitely not enough. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, but that becomes, you know, a double edged sword, because now as the CDC like purposefully muddies the waters on the mass thing. So again, if you're at the QFC next to my house where that, that is still asking people to wear masks or whatever, you've been left to explain to the customer who's now screaming at you about, yeah. And like shoving their phone in your face about the CDC thing. And you know, these, when I work customer service, like your average customer is fine. Like they're they're fine. They they do whatever. They move on. It's okay. But you have it's the one in ten that's just a complete fucking asshole. And the problem is they didn't go away with COVID. No. Like they got worse with yeah. COVID. And and uh, I mean, basically, like all COVID has done for service workers is make the war of all against all just like that much more fucking unbearable. Mm. <laughs> like I'm shocked that you've only seen this happen once, Greg, because I have seen customers screaming inside stores so many fucking times during this fucking thing. It's unbelievable. It's it's fucking horrifying. 
that I even saw one time at a 7-Eleven. I saw a masked customer screaming at a homeless man who didn't have a mask when everybody in the 7-Eleven was telling the guy, it's fine, go away. (laughs) And the dude literally, I mean, screaming at the top of his lungs. I could hear him outside the 7-Eleven and I was like, should I go in there? And I was like, well, I do want that soda. (laughs) But like, I mean, unbelievable. And then he screamed at him more outside. It was unbelievable. But, you know, so for libs, too, they're also going to lose something with with this whole mask thing. Now they can't scream at the homeless anymore for not wearing masks. So it was Mm. a loss for them as well. Though they might become what you were just describing. They might become the people from the Atlantic who are saying, look at what the CDC is saying. Mm-hmm. They're saying we don't have to wear masks. I'm vaccinated. I'm not going to wear a mask in here. Mm-hmm. How else do we know I'm vaccinated? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it just, there's no winning in the customer service industry in America. Like, the only way do you win is to get a union. There's no fucking winning otherwise. Like, the society is set up that you, the entire customer service interaction is the customer thinking that they've like rented a slave for yeah. fucking an hour to treat as yeah. badly as they want. And yeah. There's just no winning that, you know? Yeah. Very grim. Um, so we wanted to talk about a related story to all of this, which the Seattle times reported on, I think maybe last week on the 13th, which was Kroger, the supermarket giant that owns QFC and Fred Meyer, gave CEO (laughs) Rodney McMullen a $22.4 million pay package for 2020. Hey, good work if you can get it. Dude, (laughs) he was was a skater like 20 years ago. He said, see you later, boy. (laughs) I mean, he's getting those residuals from Tony Hawk 3 still, you know, so it's all just icing on the cake. Meanwhile, he ended hazard pay for frontline workers after just two months. (laughs) And then uh, when Seattle passed that ordinance for uh, hazard pay, the QFC, the QFC uh, Kroger locally uh, threw a a shit fit and uh, claimed that they were closing some QFC stores, the one on the hill, right? And then one other one one. is closed. And because of the, oh, the terrible city passing the uh, uh, hazard pay. Mm -hmm. And when, of course, they were already going to close those stores, just like, you know, it's the same bullshit capital always pulls, you know, all they have to do in this country is intimate a a capital flight, you know, capital strike. Uh, uh, Just do it rhetorically and, you know, and people come running. Yeah, we're a whole country full of fools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah fucking cool cool people so wait he made how much fucking money 22.4 million was that just a bonus or is that his like compensation for the year uh i don't know that's just the the colin when you take into account like you know apartment costs in new york private school costs i mean he's like barely middle class his epstein dues No, that's paid in good conversation, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roy, you're you're leaving us. Explain yourself. Answer for your crime. Okay, so my parents came here in like '83 or '84. Uh, but no, I'm <laughs> in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. No, I think I'm. Well, I don't think I am. I know I am moving probably to DC later this year. Wow. Um, mm, working at the new Amazon headquarters. Very mm, cool. You, you joke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that is that why? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, no, the whole deal. like, you know, spending a a year in isolation for COVID, away from family, back east, they just, you know, you know. Yep. Um so moving to DC, which is like closer but not exactly close. Um, mm-hmm. Got to keep some distance. Yeah, right. yeah of course. Yeah. And, you know, I've been here for like three years. It's time for something different. Oh. I think after this episode, after these episodes come out, people will realize I'm a fraud. <laughs> so, you know, it's time to just move on. Shut up. Oh, yeah. my God. No, we yep. still have to have oh you God. on again before you go, though, because. Yeah, Twilight. Yes. We have to have a Twilight. I don't know, like, bleep that. Twilight episode, Twilight series, Probably Twilight series. live mm-hmm. stream. Let's, like, let's bite off. Let's like, not bite off more than we can chew. Oh, okay. there is a Twilight episode idea. coming. Let's so we watch 
Twilight and then Twilight again with um, commentary. Yeah. Uh, and all one episode. Books. And then the next movie without commentary, then with, with commentary. All one episode. Okay. Well, and all I'm saying is like if Greg gets to have a fucking hour and a half episode about a 45 minute Star Trek episode. It's true. We we only get one episode for fucking hours and well, hours start, and hours start. of Twilight. Well, we just don't we don't want to promise that we're <laughs> going to give them an episode about every Twilight. But yes, eventually we'll get there. Yeah, we obviously have, we've been, we'll get there, but we need to start yeah, we've been with the Twilight episode. Like I said, okay. we've been haranguing the Beacon guys about doing the Twilight series for a long since time, too. Since they opened. So, yeah, since literally they open. since they opened. So we're, we're trying, so to, get, we're trying to do the Twilight series. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is yeah. going yeah. to, as soon as Cassidy is back in town, we will do the inaugural <laughs> Twilight episode. Have you been okay? watching her Snapchat? She's not coming back. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she said she might not come no. back. <laughs> I mean, smart move. It's yeah, gonna, it's gonna be a Roy hot minute out. for sure. But like, you're not leaving for a while, right? So we'll. Yeah, no, out. it's. Yeah. Probably this year, maybe next year. Yeah. TBD. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, extending the timeline out. Okay. All right. Who's gotta be good. hedging around right? a little longer? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there anything that you wanted to plug? Seattle DSA passed the Pro Act. Yeah, hop on the Pro Act dialer. Uh, make some phone calls. It's really fun. Hey, if you can do it in Spanish, I, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we do d- definitely need that. Um, um, a personal plug. Uh, if anyone happens to be a DSA at-large member, I kind of forgot, but I'm running as an at-large delegate, so vote for me. Thanks. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, Greg is leafing through a book that you will learn about in a few days listeners mm-hmm. yes um, patreon subscribers yeah yeah but we subscribe. have two two patrons to thank so thank you sandy robertson and thank you 12 <laughs> all right Fuck 12 i wonder if that was a trap um yeah so if you want to be cool like them you can go check out our patreon Give us five dollars a month. They got a real treat in store for them this yeah, week. If you yeah. sign up to the Patreon, um, you can just be on the show. Yeah. Eventually, you will. Yeah. Your odds are very, very good <laughs> that that yep, will exactly happen. bordering on hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. You might even become uh, Mike on the show. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you become a patron, all right. Uh, Greg has to do a podcast episode about a topic you choose. Oh, wow. You wow. <laughs> heard it here first. Just me? Yeah, just, just me you. alone? Just, Greg, just, Greg. Yeah. just privately for you? That's just a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Well, yeah, thanks again, uh, Roy, for being on the show. And yeah, good having, good hanging with you, buddy. Yeah, see you soon, Greg. Say hi to the pooch for me, for us all. and uh, be safe out there on the road Cassidy and we'll see everybody else next week bye bye bye